0: Welcome back to Podcrastination, the weekly conversation between Andy and me, Lizzie. This week we chat about setbacks, burnout and music that gets us feeling productive. Before we start, I'm here to ask you to please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review and a rating. Every time you do, it gives us a little power up to keep going. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode.
1: Hello, Lizzie.
0: Hello, Andy. How are you?
1: I'm very well, I think. Well, actually no, I'm lying straight away, but I will come to that. How are you?
0: I'm really good. Well, dive straight in. Like, I've got nothing to complain about, so the floor is yours.
1: Fine. Nothing nothing better for us to do than have a chat, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a strange week. We last spoke just before the Easter bank holiday.
0: We did. And you proclaimed that it's the best weekend of the year and that you were going to have the best weekend.
1: Absolutely. And I did. I enjoyed it. I, I'm i in a dilemma, okay, because I, I enjoyed it a lot. There was a lot of prep work that was going into getting the garden ready, you know, for when people are allowed back in the garden and stuff like that. And I said that I was shifting a load of uh, stones, like a ton and all of this. Yeah. And and not getting any muscles for it. I don't know how I'm ever going to get them, but I'm trying. And last week, somehow I managed to uh, still keep up with Les Mills and, you know, keep on top of everything. But I decided that with this long weekend, I would give myself a few extra days off because I had birthday preparations. I had garden stuff. I had just general time to enjoy seeing family again in the garden and things like
0: that. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's allowed. It's a holiday. You can have a few days off for a holiday.
1: Exactly. The problem I've had is that from said uh, shifting guard and stuff and not doing my exercises when I plan to get back to it I then trapped a nerve in my back no yeah I hadn't told you about this yet so this no, you is didn't. brand new information oh no yeah so there's been a lot of um a lot of nerve pain down my left side uh, I think it's an old injury I've had it before many years ago and it's uh let's call it a setback
0: Okay. Well, these things can't be helped. You know, I too have suffered injury, as we have discussed on this podcast. And as much as I don't like to sit still, like sometimes you just have to take that break. And it's not the end of the world, is it?
1: No, no, it's not. The problem that I just, I've annoyed myself and I've realized how far I've come with this because the entire weekend I felt guilty for not getting in two of my workouts that I'd normally get in. i say normally over the past nine weeks. I mean it's taken nine full weeks to get to this.
0: Yeah nine weeks is a long time. I think you can say that's your normality now. That's Good. your routine.
1: Good my habit. So then the annoyance. So it went from guilt to annoyance with my own body for then just sort of given me a little moment to despair i guess and and i felt a bit better today and it's, it's loosened up a bit but i then just annoyed myself that i couldn't then even do one workout this week by the time we'd come back to do this
0: i think have the break give your body the rest that it needs baths painkillers massage whatever it might be that it needs <laughs> give it that tlc and just get back onto it next week if you're feeling better, if you're feeling up to it.
1: This is why I needed this conversation, because I'm saying to you now that our conversations have motivated me to get to this point, but I feel like this is the motivation that's now needed to get past the first setback, the first sort of hurdle that I faced in this time, because it's, it's been more plain sailing than I would have actually given it credit for 10 weeks ago when I considered starting this.
0: And don't beat yourself up about this. This isn't you falling off the wagon. It's an injury. You know, these things happen and they're very annoying. And anybody who's into kind of fitness and training will get frustrated at injury because it does. You you know, you feel like you you're, you you're on a path and you're doing well and you've got good habits. And it's always frustrating when something that stands in your way. But the yeah. mindset's there and you haven't lost that.
1: No, that's where... I know I've changed because my first thought now was, like I said, guilt towards not doing them and then annoyance at not being able to do the workouts. And it wasn't annoyance at feeling injured. It wasn't anything like that. It was knowing that I would have to rest and I shouldn't push it. And then annoyance with myself that if I'd done them at the weekend when I normally would, I would feel better about it because I wouldn't feel guilty anymore. You know, all of this vicious cycle that I've put myself into, but actually that just shows how far I've come. So We'll call it, we'll keep it at a setback and we'll keep it at a hurdle. It's not lasting.
0: Well, this leads straight into a quote that I've got. This...
1: We what? Early doors. Lizzie's quote of the week.
0: Quote of the week. Yes, let's get it right in there. Um, I think you'll like this one. Hit Hmm. me with it. Setbacks are bumps in the road not the end of the road.
1: Whoa, you're always on point with these quotes. And this is what, like, however many minutes in, and you're already hitting me with that motivation.
0: But it's exactly what we've just been said. It's a a bump. You know, this doesn't undo all of the hard work, feels a bit uncomfortable. Nobody likes those speed bumps in the road, but you keep going. And the road ahead, is nice and flat and clear and straight
1: so boys to men were lying to me all those years ago we haven't come to the end of the road oh, god right there's always a musical quote in there there with, is with and
0: what our listeners won't know is that you dropped one before we even started recording
1: i'd like you to refrain that please because that sounds uh blasphemous <laughs> i i dropped a a joke are would you, you, you call a it
0: joke yes
1: yeah they are definitely classed as jokes not good ones, but yes, I did throw one in there just to sort of ease us into the You're episode. You're warming up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm my own warm-up act.
0: You're preparing me for what lies ahead.
1: If anyone thinks the jokes that I jokes, in inverted commas, that I do on the podcast are bad. The ones that don't make the cut that you either cut out or that happen before we press record are just far worse, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I've got some great outtakes for, you know, a future outtakes episode.
1: Yeah, Andy's jokes of the week.
0: Joke of the week. No, we
1: can't, we can't. I'm sure that's, <laughs> that's too much pressure. They just happen naturally.
0: The thing is, like, my brain doesn't, I don't know, like, we're, we're in the flow and I don't necessarily always think about what I've just said. And then you're like, oh, there's a joke in there somewhere. And I'm like, I don't know what you mean, because I can't remember what I said. <laughs> like, is... Literally, that is how I work. I've moved on. Even the one you said before we started recording, I've forgotten what that is now. Like, what were we talking about? I
1: can't actually remember what we were talking about before we were recording. So we're in the same sort of boat there. I actually bought a card for my mum's birthday that's coming up that... Happens before this episode goes out, so I'm allowed to say it. Not that she listens. That says something about it being the wonder years of her life. Because every time she walks into the room, she wonders what she came in for. And I feel that that's already happening.
0: Oh God, yeah, that's been happening for years.
1: Right right it's not just sort of older age that gets no to
0: you. way a good three or four times a day that will happen and it's not just walking into a room either sometimes I will open a tab on my <laughs> internet browser because I'm going to go and search something and then I completely forget what I'm gonna search for
1: you're so 2021 that's a not just a first world problem that is a modern age day problem
0: it's probably something that I was about to procrastinate with so sometimes it's probably for the best that I forget
1: very true very true So that's enough of my whinging about my week that has been. How has your week been? Because I know that obviously you had a four-day weekend as well and you had some incredible plans including stand-up paddleboarding and visiting family for the first time.
0: Yes, it's been an amazing Easter weekend. And I did get to see friends and family and the sun was shining. So there was lots of garden visits. So on Friday, I went paddleboarding with some friends, which was just, oh, it was amazing. I'm going to try and describe this, but I we were out on, on this reservoir out in Leek. So I'd driven out of the city towards the peak, district to this reservoir there was not a cloud in the sky the sun was shining it was it wasn't too cold in the end because I know we were talking about mm-hmm. it freezing it actually wasn't too bad and I was out paddling and you're sort of out on your own although my friends are there and you get quite a lot of peace and solace on the water as well oh it just felt so freeing it was just like freedom being out of my flat being out of the city just in the peace and quiet I don't know. It's kind of weird because obviously I've spent a lot of time on my own. So I was suddenly like on my own on a board in the middle of this lake, but it just felt even more special. And I was just really, really happy to be doing something that was with some friends and was outside and just different to everything that we've done for the last three or four months that we've been in this wintry lockdown and nearly shed a tear. I was that happy.
1: Oh, and so you were uncaged, basically.
0: Yes, I was. Um, it was just really, really nice, really lovely afternoon with some friends.
1: That's exciting. After you told me that, after we had that conversation, I randomly was scrolling through TikTok, as you do, and happened upon a podcast that two people were chatting about. And it turns out they're from some sort of paddleboarding association. I was like, this is this is getting too weird now. It's like the universe is following me about.
0: Or your phone is listening to you.
1: I think it is. It's constantly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's tracking your every move.
1: So how's the rest of your weekend been then and your week?
0: Yeah, so the rest of the weekend on Saturday, I ran a half marathon, which, you know, I haven't talked about running on here for a while. And that's because I haven't really done very much running recently. I was really giving myself plenty of time to rest after being injured. You see, Andy?
1: Yeah, it it can be done. Well, your rest ends with a half marathon, apparently. I'm fairly confident that's not how my rest is going to end.
0: I found it really, really tough, actually. And whereas I can normally run continuously for a half marathon it was very stop start but I was doing it for charity for a campaign called running for soup yeah which our listener Lizzie had set up and it was she'd rallied everyone together to take part you could run walk cycle you could do as, as little as much as you want but it was to raise money for the Trussell Trust who support food banks across the country and collectively we raised over Eleven thousand pounds.
1: Amazing. Well done.
0: Um, I'm just so proud of Lizzie for rallying yeah. everybody and her commitment to this. Yeah, it's just brilliant. About a month that she a month ago she decided she wanted to do this and got all of her friends and family involved. Of course, I obliged and I did thoroughly enjoy being out and about. And running again. But man, it was hard. Really, really hard.
1: Yeah, I can uh, imagine it was. But when you're spurred on, I guess, by such an incredible initiative as well. And bravo, Lizzie, because that whole charity piece, you know, to raise £11,000 and to have the idea a month ago is putting something into action for an incredible, incredible charity. So bravo to everyone yes, involved. Well
0: done, Lizzie. I'm very, very proud of you.
1: If you were going to get back into running, obviously the half marathon is you know, a walk in the park.
0: (laughs) It definitely was not a walk in the park. It was a painful, the first 11 kilometers was fine. Well, it wasn't fine. I was finding it tough. And then I stopped because Lizzie wanted lots of videos and photos so she could post it on the Running for Soup Instagram account, which is at Running for Soup. If anyone wants to go and follow, I think you can still donate on there as well. So I stopped. That was my halfway point. Um, so I thought I'll stop do a little video have one of my little energy gel things and then get going again but I couldn't get going I was after that I was stop start stop start after every kilometer or so uh, I just found it really really tough and then you just get to the point where you're like I'm nearly home but I'm not really that close to home and I just want to get home now <laughs> but it's uncharted
1: I did it. Uncharted territory for me. Sorry, because I uh, when you said to me the first eleven kilometers were fine, you lost me then at that point. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you.
0: Uh, but no, it's um it was good, just good to get out there and be outside. It was it was a nice day. It was a bit cold to start with, but the sun came out by the end of it. So,
1: so really active weekend well start to the weekend
0: yes and then I saw some friends did some sort of backyard visits and a few drinks were had and um, Oscar got to meet a few new people and he loved it he got so excited being out and about and exploring new places he's very sociable so to meet lots of new people that was great and then it all climaxed on Monday when I met my niece Matilda for the very first time.
1: Yay. That's exciting.
0: Oh, it was. It's a garden visit at my sister's. It was all socially distanced, of course. Of course but just to see them after what it's been well four months three months it was Christmas last time I saw them and obviously Matilda wasn't even born then so yeah it was just really really nice and I'm just really happy that in the coming weeks provided the weather gets better I can keep going over there and sitting in the garden with them.
1: Can we segue just very briefly into the weather because what on earth is going on it snowed two days in a a row here after two days of sun this is not April.
0: I know it's very weird isn't it? Yeah it reminds me a lot of about 10 years ago I went to New York with my family and it was March I think when we went when we arrived it was freezing cold and snowy there was snow on the ground snow in Central Park and then the day we left was St Patrick's Day and Mm -hmm. we they do this big parade in the city centre so we went and watched some of the St. Patrick's Day parade. And it was absolutely boiling. So very, very similar. But I know that they have those quite extreme seasons, don't they, in New York. So it's and in that springtime transition, you can go from that kind of winter to summer. But I've never experienced anything like this in this country before.
1: No, we're all comparing it as well to last year, because of the lockdown starting, coincided with about six or eight weeks of glorious sunshine and we're all just yearning for that to return.
0: It will it will I feel positive it's my birthday soon and I am sending messages out to the universe that I'd like it to be nice and hot and sunny for my birthday please.
1: Brilliant let's keep that coming because that will help all of us. Yes. But back to the garden visit because there is a story that leading up to here that I've seen video evidence of.
0: There is yes so Last week we talked. Well, you said that you could see Oscar sat on the front of a paddleboard cruising around. And I said, Yeah. And I said, Well, he shouldn't really go anywhere near. Water because he is a bit of a barrel, so he'd probably just sink. I don't think pugs are really designed for swimming.
1: They're they're not who you sort of want saving you in Baywatch, you know, or anything like that.
0: No, but um, speaking of Baywatch, I had to put my best Pamela Anderson impression (laughs) to good use because my sister has a little pond in her garden, and Oscar decided to have a little explore and a wander, and I was keeping a close eye on him. I was walking behind him. And there's a little bridge that goes over this pond and he went on the bridge and he had a little explore and then he turned around and he came back again and he had a little wander around the garden and then he decided to go back towards the pond again and he got on the bridge again. And I, again, I'm really like close behind him. I'm watching what he's doing. So I haven't just let him <laughs> <laughs> go off into the wilderness. He starts to what I think is turn around again and come off this bridge, but oh no, he decides to dive straight <laughs> off the bridge and into the pond. There was a moment of panic from my, my point of view until I realised that actually this pond is about ankle deep so it only came up to his shoulders so his head wasn't submerged but he wasn't panicked at all and he made zero attempt to get out of the pond mm-hmm. and so I had to lean on this bridge and lean into it at one point I did think oh god can you imagine if I go in here as well grab him by his collar and yank him out and he was so pleased with himself <laughs> he shook himself off and then he did a little happy dance around the garden and then I had to go and get a towel to dry him off and he just loved every minute of it he thought it was brilliant
1: the smug pug
0: he was a very smug pug i'm just really really glad that this pond was not very deep they have another pond they they've got quite a bit of land and stuff where they live so there's another bigger pond with ducks on and And what have you. And like, thankfully, that one's a lot more like closed off, especially because they've got the kids and what have you. But if you'd gone in there, it's like two meters deep, uh, we would have been screwed.
1: You really would have had to do your best Pamela Anderson impression then.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, um, yeah, he, he had quite the weekend and he is now sulking. He's been sulking all week because I've been obviously sat back at my desk for the last couple of days and he just gives me those puppy dog eyes and looks up at me and is like, but mum, can we go out and have fun, please?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that look. I know that look a lot. Uh, my uh, my little spaniel decides to uh, give me guilt eyes, on average at least, 50 times a day. It just wakes up and I move and he's like, "Where are you going without me? You know, you want to take me." And then, yeah. "Why are you eating without me? You know, you want to <laughs> feed me."
0: Oscar makes these really like pathetic noises as well and you just like, "Stop trying to break my heart. Mm-hmm. I know your game."
1: Cooper's got a fake cough to get your attention genuinely just to, if you're not paying him attention whilst say you're eating and he's like I I want a bit of that you're not paying me attention and he'll just go <clears throat> like, how have you learned to fake cough to get not attention not
0: even a bark
1: No no it's a it's a pathetic fake cough but It's just purely attention-seeking, and I'm sort of semi-proud that he's learnt that, but I'm also wondering where and how and and why.
0: Well, he probably mimics his owner.
1: (coughs) Don't know what you mean. Um, (laughs) So that sounds like an incredible weekend, and like I said, it's my favourite weekend of the year. I already know how I feel on each of those days long before it happens. I know that Friday feels like Saturday. I know that Saturday, you're just happy that you've got an extra couple of days. I know that the Sunday, you don't know what day it is. And by the Monday, you're sort of, I can't believe I've had three days off already. And this is the fourth and I'm going back to work tomorrow. And then work just hit me and i'm sure i'm not alone but hit me like a ton of bricks come tuesday because it's the longest i've had off in three months
0: yeah i didn't it didn't hit me too hard i think like you said last week the great thing about easter is everybody's off and so nobody else is sending emails and no no one's working so i think i i kind of felt like that really it was all like right where are we and starting where we left off. So I've had quite a busy week. I've got lots to do. I feel like I've made good progress with my to-do list. And I've done some of the things that have been sat on the to-do list for ages that I just kept putting off, you know, those kind of jobs. And once you've done them, you're like, why did I leave that three weeks? It's Mm. taken me 10 minutes to do
1: is this work or personal because uh i know painting was on the personal list and i'm sure um,
0: i've not painted that no. was on the personal list but no i was talking specifically about work, okay. work stuff here. yeah i feel like i don't know i feel quite refreshed after the weekend and having a break so i think i've hit the ground ground running a bit but it sounds like you're the opposite of that this week
1: yeah it's just <sighs> The whole piece about setbacks and you know that the injury feeling just gets you back into sort of that cycle of everything's a bit harder, you know, a bit more of a slog. And last week,
0: knocks like that can really knock your mental state a bit, can't it? You know, and does make it a bit harder.
1: Well, it's, I've noticed. A lot, even without this, and actually, you've sent me some something very sort of interesting about burnout as well, because I've noticed that the more I've looked into that, that the disengagement I can sometimes have with work can usually lead to that. And I think having three months where you've gone from you know having no holiday, and last year I took I took three days off other than bank holidays, and uh,
0: and I don't think that's great, Andy. The podcast that I sent you was Is This Working,
1: Uh,
0: which is a careers podcast, and I discovered it a few weeks ago, and I've listened to so many of their episodes. I started back at the beginning and working my, my way through and they did one particular episode on burnout. And I just recommend people go and, and have a little listen to that. There's just some really, really interesting points in there about that feeling of burnout and just the the reward that you get from your work and feeling like you're, you've got a purpose that's all contributing to those feelings. It's not necessarily that you are overworked, but it's if you're not feeling the fulfillment and the enjoyment out of it, then it has that effect on you, that negative effect. I mean, I couldn't do what you have done. There is no way I could work and not take time out I value that time out I try to make the most of it I'd like I said last week I try to put my holidays my annual leave in strategically across the year so that I do feel like I've got these breaks in work otherwise I just reach the point where my cognitive function just goes
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel that's the technical term as well for it it
0: is yes scientific
1: it was one of those moments when you sent me the link to this podcast because actually uh one of the hosts Anna I'm going to get her surname wrong, but I think it's Kodra Rado. Apologies, Anna. I'm just going to call you Anna if you ever hear this. But I bought her book a couple of weeks ago, her new book that came out called You're the Business. And it's all about being self-employed and and freelance and how sort of the ups and downs of her experience over the last couple of years. Now, I've been, you know, self-employed for five years now, I want to say. But in a different field. And and I'm always actively wanting to learn more about the effect it can have and stuff like that. But the thing that I've found...
0: But there must be a lot of freedom to be had from being self-employed as well. And I know you've, you've often said to me, you don't take holiday because when you don't work, you don't get paid. Yeah. But as a contractor, do you not, what you charge, you take into account any sick pay and holidays and then do you not sort of cipher i mean i I'm, i have no idea because i've never been self employed so i've never had to do this but you know do you put aside like a certain amount for your tax bill for your yes. holiday pay for your sick pay that kind of thing
1: yeah the the beauty of being 5 years in and having had some experience with it is yes so i always put the the tax stuff to one side and i always make sure that there's a buffer of you know, one, two months or whatever, just in case, because you never know if work dries up all of a sudden or if you're going to spend two months searching for your next contract and, and stuff like that. So it always has to be sensible with it. And the thing that I've found is actually, and in the, the podcast, they mention it and refer to it, that actually just breaking out of fully employed life doesn't mean that all the problems of that go. You actually introduce new things in your head but there's, a, there's an element of freedom but with that freedom comes responsibilities you don't have in in other ways mm-hmm. of life so I think it's it's a bit of that but yeah the, the whole thing about the, the days I don't work I don't get paid last year was an anomaly everyone can sort of uh, agree with that I think
0: yes yes it's,
1: so it's normally I would set aside with quite quite often in the work that I do there's 3 week, 2 or 3 weeks over christmas where most companies won't allow contractors to work, so you have to plan in for that. You don't get paid on bank holidays. There's 8 days already in the year that you're not getting paid for. So then you just have to plan your days around that and you make your your buffer accountable for that. But last year was just different because I had to take the 8 days and I had to take it was 10 days roughly at christmas. But the the usual holiday spells just weren't there. There was nowhere to go and we do anything. So I know that I got in a bit of a vicious cycle with that because the burnout that I can look back on is taking that fatigue, you know, the, the whole, like I said, when you get to the 12th of March, even this year, and you haven't taken any, that feeling, you already know that you're fatigued, but you've got a, a bit more to go before you get to your holiday.
0: Yeah. it's. I found that episode really, really interesting because I think at the beginning of last year, so before the pandemic hit yeah. I was experiencing burnout or I was getting to that point I don't think I was fully there but I was really really struggling with work and I, the way that they sort of describe it, you feel like you can't cope with the workload, that nothing you do is ever good enough. You're worrying about it all the time. It starts to affect your, just the way that you feel. So mm-hmm. your energy levels, your sleep pattern, everything. And I kind of, this is exactly where I got. I felt like I had massive imposter syndrome. I felt like nothing I did was good enough. I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. I felt like I couldn't cope with it. I couldn't deal with it and there was no more work in fact I've definitely had periods of time in my job where I've had way 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 more work to do and more things to juggle but because I was in a place of strength that I you know just absolutely cruised through those and kind of loved but I was enjoying it and I was feeling fulfilled and I was getting feedback that was positive mm-hmm. and I just felt like at the beginning of last year I didn't get any of that all I got was what felt like sort of backlash that that was feeding this feeling of that what I was doing wasn't good enough. Then the pandemic hit and we started working from home and the work that I was working on changed, flipped overnight. Suddenly, all of our projects had to change because we couldn't go out and about. We're all working from home. We're reacting to what's going on in the world. And all of a sudden, I felt back in the game and I got some really big wins, but I was kind of running on that adrenaline of being in the pandemic. Obviously, my own experience of what does this all mean? Am I going to be healthy, safe? Are my family going to be safe? All the usual worries that everybody was having, but also kind of then in this working environment but I thrived on it and like I said I had some big wins got some great feedback what I realized about myself is that I need feedback <laughs> I need reassurance that's fine as well so needy <laughs> uh, but then I was furloughed yeah. and I was furloughed for four, four months I think okay And I think that that was I was at a point where I was like, I don't know what I want to do. So just before the pandemic hit, when I was in this sort of almost that burnout point, I was questioning what I wanted to do, whether I still wanted to be in this job or not. But I also know that I love that job and I love where I work. And I wasn't ready to make a life-changing decision. What I wanted was to be able to take some time out to just recoup Mm -hmm. and recover without having to make that big life-changing decision. Like I said before, I don't like making decisions. All the big (laughs) decisions I consult the Magic 8 Ball for. Fine. Fine. So I feel like almost f- being put on furlough was the universe giving me that opportunity to have that break, to have some time out. And I'm really sorry to rub it in that I had four months off when you were working straight through and you know feeling all of this stress. But that time kind of, I, it, it did, although it had its ups and downs and obviously there was a lot of uncertainty and I didn't know whether I was going to have a job to come back to or not. All sorts of things like that ra- ran through my mind across the summer just because none of us knew what was happening from one week to the next. But I do feel sort of very grateful and I was able to then come back to work, ready to work, and I can say that I'm in a much more positive place.
1: Yeah, you, you've said as well in previous episode, I think that the lockdown element and having to learn to work from home actually brought out the confidence that you may not have had in an office environment that you will hopefully carry forward anyway it's brought something out of you in that respect.
0: Yeah I think I initially went back to work in September and as you know I had a bit of a, a low point sort of end of October beginning mm-hmm. of November which I think was probably a bit to do with adjusting to this way of working as well it's sort of being six or seven weeks into the Saturday desk all day long particularly after having a summer where although we were you know we had to stay at home and things weren't open I was getting out and about quite a bit and climbing mountains and the like so I think it just suddenly being chained to the desk although I was sort of enjoying being back at work whereas where I'm at now I'm like fully in the routine I love working from home yeah I'm enjoying the work that I'm working on as well I like how the pandemic has changed my role and I'm working on different things now as well I think it adds to that sort of stimulation doesn't it because it's a new challenge a bit as well
1: yeah and one of the characteristics of burnout as well is disenchantment with your work and also feelings of that disenchantment towards the people that you work for and with and it's not necessarily apparently anyway the company and it's nothing personal so those feelings you were talking about getting towards it is not the company as such but it's your connection at that time based on your ability to process all the information, so to process your role, to process the work that you're doing, to process life in general, that burnout just takes away your ability to function across each of those. So I know I have definitely felt disenchantment towards work, and even before I was self-employed in certain jobs, if I look back, burnout has been with me at different stages, but in different forms. And I think last year, without taking much holiday, led me towards that fatigue and that disenchantment and christmas break helped and motivation from things like this and and just subverting that that norm and breaking it up and giving ourselves some goals to work towards has really helped and and sort of eased us out of what was possibly like you said you know you had that furlough that broke the cycle that that you were going towards i think me having stuff to focus on like weekly workouts and and just trying to bring new habits into my my world has definitely led well, it's to a finding positive
0: pleasure and purpose in something other than just work isn't it
1: yeah you've got a they always talk everyone wangs on about a uh, good life balance of sorts and it's finding what is your balance because for you you've talked about feeling that solace but that uncaged feeling of being out on the water even though you were you know at sometimes alone in that but the freedom that it gave you And everyone's got a different version of what gives them that freedom, I guess. And we're all allowed more chance now that the world is slowly reopening again to find it, to explore it, to carry with us what we've, Taken from the last year, and I felt guilt during times when people like yourself were on furlough that I was in work you know there there's it works both ways in that respect
0: yes, I know it's, it's so hard isn't it, and I can look back on my furlough time now and be like wasn't it great that I had to <laughs> off but at the time, it was so up and down with yeah. You know, yes, I did have a lot of fun and I tried to make the most of it, but I didn't know really from one week to the next whether I was going to get called back into work or not. So it made it really, really hard to plan anything as well. Mm-hmm. There was just that uncertainty and I wasn't getting my full salary either. So there was quite a lot of financial strain as well, which just is another thing to worry about. So it wasn't all... I can look back on it now and be like, oh, it was all sunshine and rainbows, mm-hmm. but it definitely wasn't always like that in, did it, in summer. Did it help
1: towards the book count as well for last year?
0: It definitely did, Yes. And you know, you know how Lizzie the Lizard likes the sunshine. There mm-hmm. was I mean, I had I did have a great furlough tan. There was a lot <laughs> of just going to the park, reading my book, sitting in a bikini. Fine.
1: When you look back on your furlough experience, you will absolutely love what you've you've done with it. You know, you won't feel like you've wasted it because that like you say, you've recharged from it, you've done what you needed to do and wanted to do based on, on what information you were given. So the uncertainty was there, but you week by week just dealt with it.
0: Yeah. And it's um, it's that typical thing, isn't it? When you kind of look back on things and you remember things and you recall those experiences, you always talk about the positives, you know, and you, that, that you've got to remember that of uh, any situation is that we, we always hold on to those, the good parts. And so now talking about last summer, I just say how amazing it was and, <laughs> you know, how fun it was. And I'd rather remember it like that than those days where it, I was was a bit fraught with anxiety and just living through a pandemic was not easy for anybody was it
1: no and you found a motivation to get through each day so you you found your reason you found all the drive to really push yourself through it and push through that uncertainty get back into work in the best shape possible you know mentally and and just go for it
0: more prolific at tiktok
1: exactly i can't say that new skills were not learned during the pandemic
0: exactly exactly so what's your plan this year then are you gonna take some holiday and i want to put it to you that just because you can't go away doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that you can't take that time off and i've had to do that a lot because i i'm single I don't know if I've mentioned that before um, and have been for quite a long time. I don't always have somebody to go on holiday with. Um, I do go away with friends, but, you know, trying to get schedules to line up and friends that have got other halves want to go away with their other halves. It doesn't always work out. So and I've done trips on my own as well, but it is a lot more expensive. So there are times where I've just taken my annual leave because I need to take it. And I've not gone anywhere. I've just been in Manchester. And I've either used that time to do painting. And I, ha- I have done thing before. Yes. right. Or, you know, I'll just do things a bit closer to home and just have some time out and potter around the house. And I know that doesn't sound as sexy as jetting off to somewhere and lying on a beach for a week, which is obviously what you'd love to do. But even just being off work and being at home allows you to switch off and disengage from that kind of work life. And I think you would still benefit from it.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think I have to, I have to learn from that because I have taken in the, in the sort of three or four years before that I was taking the bank holidays, I was taking Christmas and then I'd always get two or three weeks in there at some point as well. So I would always make sure that that, that was there but it always felt needed at each sort of step of the way so every sort of four months three or four months there'd be a good sort of break but I have to learn from it this year so I I do have a week at the end of September just carved out I mean hopefully September yeah I mean come on that's that's sooner than Christmas right
0: it's April you need a break before September
1: I, I, I'm gonna listen and I am going to because there would be there's plenty of stuff that I will do here the the thing with me like I said if I if I don't work I don't get paid and that's fine but if I don't go away I'm not spending extra so actually there is a win-win in this. Yes. And if I can, I've got lots of stuff I need to do around the house that I don't get time because of work and, you know, the attention that you rightly give it during the day. But also that is if you're off and you didn't have to work, you can put that away. You can focus on getting through your to do list. And then hopefully that clears some mental space to come back into work feeling revived. And maybe, you know, that's a a mini one week version of, of your furlough time but I have to learn that habit again it's it's a new sort of way of me thinking do you know what my health is worth more than me trying to work all the time
0: I think if you continue to listen to is this working that podcast yeah there is an interesting episode around money as well and how we get so fixated on money and obviously we need to cover our overheads and you know we want to live a certain life But I think there's definitely some stuff in there that's made me think a little bit differently around the money side of it. And actually there's more to life than that, and those experiences, and they speak quite candidly about this because they've had periods of time where they've not worked at all. They've mm-hmm. taken time out from work, they've left a job, or they've been freelance and just not had anything, or just you know worked solidly for six months and then had six months off, you know. And it's just reframing the way you know we get so institutionalized. Or I definitely have because I've not done anything other than be employed by some else to my money coming in once a month on the same day and my bills go out on that same day as well
1: yeah I think part of that is in her book as well and and I know that I'm yet to get to that obviously we all know how my reading goes (laughs) let's not mention Louis Furrier but anyway yeah I think that I know people as well that like you say do the whole six months or nine months and then take three months off and they've built that up and they just need that time and then towards the back end of that they're looking for their their next work and it's definitely a a lifestyle choice and a a very different way like you say to the generic every day nine to five approach and I'd love to you know the whole reason I wanted to write a book and stuff like that was to try and branch a different type of lifestyle that you can forge and be passionate about and this and the other and you're not just focused on the job that's in front of you that brings the money in and that's the be all and end all that's a a dangerous place to be in and i think that's where the disenchantment can come from and the burnout and then just feeling like everything's a bit of a cycle so it's breaking that
0: it is yeah it's it's tricky and i don't know just i've been thinking about it more and it's Definitely sparked my curiosity of wanting to work differently and. Yeah. But I think the pandemic has done that because we can now work from home and I feel like my work-life balance is so much better. I love the freedom that I get from working at home because I can get up a little bit later and I've got time to fit a workout in. You're not always stressing like, oh, I've got to get up super early to be able to do that and then you feel tired or you're battling with your commute and that's quite stressful. I just feel like everything just fits in a lot more and I've got more pleasure time I guess.
1: You did say in one of our early episodes that yoga is the new commute.
0: It is. I, actually, I, I did yoga this morning and it's the first time in weeks.
1: Fine. Well done.
0: You have got all of the fitness motivation at the moment. And I, when my sit down February has been sit down <laughs> February, sit down March. Has and, your exercise well, been
1: furloughed?
0: it has yes but it's a month today till my birthday so i've decided that that because i i need things to work towards. It's just the way that my brain works. I've decided my birthday is going to be, that's my timeline now. So I started today. See, good habits don't always have to start on a Monday. You can start them on a Thursday as well. Fine. Slash Tuesday.
1: (laughs) Slash Tuesday, yes. Let's not go too far behind the magic curtain here.
0: (laughs) So yes, I want to get back into better habits. And so I went in Head first this morning and did yoga followed by a hit workout followed by a core workout.
1: Wow after a half marathon at the weekend as well. This I is do, impressive. I don't
0: feel like I ran a half marathon though I feel like I ran 11 kilometers and then ran walked 10 kilometers.
1: I'm lost again it's just I can't picture it sorry not there but no well I I'm, mean I'm impressed and Something I heard about was that motivation is the thing that happens once you've started. You knew you had a goal. You've started that. The motivation has kicked in now to get towards that goal.
0: Yes. I just, I always need that kind of marker, that kind of motivation, really. And I know that in there, I love movement, exercise. I enjoy doing it so it's not always really hard to motivate myself to just do it. I guess I was just enjoying a bit of I think the regimented routine that I was sticking to at the beginning part of the year was a lot to do with coping with winter and getting through the day and trying to keep that mood high. And it gave me that sense of focus and purpose. And I just feel like at the moment, I've got lots of other things. Things going on, like getting Oscar and stuff. And I still feel really, really great. I just don't need that as much to keep me at that point. And so I've just allowed a bit of freedom and we've just had like we've just had the bank holiday weekend. And we had a holiday. I didn't want to have to think too much about yes, I did the charity run, but I wasn't really thinking about other exercise should I do. It's been a bit like that for the last few weeks really where I've just been like if I do a bit here and there, that's great, but there was no sort of routine of I do workouts on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday or what have you.
1: Fine. So from a motivational and mood booster perspective then, does music play a part in that? Is something that keeps you driven during this time? Just naturally, whatever, whether it's just feeling free with it, is music still a part of that?
0: Absolutely. I mean, as you know, I work for a radio station, so occupational hazard, the radio is Always on in my house. I always like the background noise. I'm not a massive TV watcher. I do watch a bit in the evening, but like at the weekends and stuff, I wouldn't get up in the morning and switch the TV on, for example. It's always the radio. So music always has played a, a massive part. But like this afternoon, I had a task that I needed to focus on. And I just put on a playlist that I made back in 2012. And it was like wow. for, a, for a party. And it was just like, like some great house tracks you know when you haven't heard something for ages now throwback
1: like, Thursday yeah,
0: exactly throwback Thursday right? and I was having a little dance and getting this thing done and it was one of the things on my to-do list that I said I've been putting off for like two weeks it's been so- sat there I can't put this off any longer I need to just do it do you know what my my trick is to make sure I do something so it was something that I was doing for someone else but they hadn't given me a deadline and you know how I like a deadline Mm -hmm. like no there's no rush just when you've got chance just have a look at that for me we were in a meeting this morning and I said to her I was like oh I'm gonna have that document ready for you today and I hadn't even started it but because I'd said to her I was going to deliver it today it meant that I had to be accountable to that and I sent it to her at half past five
1: well done well done that's a mini podcast round of applause there, because it is true. You do find, well, I do as well, that a deadline just spurs that on. And there's complacency that comes with an open-ended piece of work, isn't there? And that's where you I need that. I it.
0: Don't ever say, oh, just whenever, because I, I will leave it. Fine. Give me I, a deadline. Always I, give me a deadline.
1: I, I learn more and more, so I don't like to be late uh, and I need to give you deadlines. Yes. Fine. Okay. No, because I rules.
0: feel... Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm learning a bit about myself here. Do I like rules?
1: Is this a moniker situation? Rules help control the fun. <laughs> yes. Right.
0: Like, as long as everything is fair, okay. uh, then we're fine.
1: We really do peel back the layers in this, don't we?
0: <laughs> Psychoanalyse me.
1: Yeah, I like it. I am feeling then that you benefit from what could be classed as a productivity playlist, because I feel that that's what we need. Because I know I thrive on it and music plays a massive part of just soundtracking my life, whether I'm wanting motivation to go do a workout, whether I'm on a walk and just need to clear my head or just in general, like you, just need to focus on something and drown out the world. There's a there's a playlist for everything, but I feel like we need productivity. playlists.
0: Yeah, let's make a playlist. You know how I, I do love my productivity science and... Mm-hmm. Well, I did some research.
1: Oh, go for and
0: it. And music has been shown to improve productivity and cognitive performance, especially at people working from home like over the pandemic. I think if you've been struggling to find motivation, putting a bit of music on in the background, because you used to normal normally have that hubbub of the office and that noise
1: yeah i mean i should in with that logic though i should be a genius who is just incredibly motivated to complete all tasks i i should be so like i should have everyone else's to do list just oh, i'll do that for you
0: because you've always got music on
1: yeah i, I genuinely always have some form of and I, all right i say always i'm listening so. to something
0: Well, the way that this is how the theory goes is that you can't sort of wake up in the morning and put your most upbeat, fastest beat, let's get the day going songs on first thing. Right. So when they use music and music therapy to change people's moods, to help enhance people's moods, they start off really slowly. So you need to match the song to your mood so in the morning a bit more sleepy relaxed and then slowly with each song up the tempo and then and build it gently
1: I mean I can completely understand that my musical tastes are eclectic to say the least and vary throughout the day
0: yes the fact that you made a boys to men reference earlier
1: hey that's that's just the tip of the iceberg in this. I mean, you will see. We're going to do a bit of a challenge, aren't we, for a month? We're going to do a 30-day playlist challenge. And, yes. And theme across our social media. Uh, you'll find it on Insta where we just pick. We get a theme each day and we're going to post a song choice and it's going to be hard to just pick one i'm not going to lie
0: well if you want to throw more than one in there you could do
1: no we need r- rules, uh, rules help rules. control the fun oh, yeah, yeah 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 okay
0: and we often send songs to each other as well so this will be a good way for us to introduce different things to each other.
1: I think you're going to be surprised. I'm not going to lie. There's, there's going to be some in there that you'll go, I'm not even sure who you are anymore.
0: <laughs> Do you have a, a power song then? Do you have like a go-to when you need, you know, when you're like, right, I need to get going?
1: Nothing will come to any surprise. For anyone listening now that's listened to any before, anything Justin Timberlake normally, you know, gives me that spark to crack on.
0: When you need the work, pick me up in the afternoon, JT goes on.
1: But then when I was shifting the one and a half tonnes that I've shifted of pebbles, I had playlist on that ranged from sort of Jay-Z through to like rock. And then there was a little bit of, there was country thrown in there as well. So like, and I went from like Casey Musgraves to Jay-Z and then I'd have a bit of Daughtry and then it would throw oh, in,
0: wow.
1: the, yeah, then some random, like just Samantha Mumba came on and I was like, this is, yes, right? So this is just a little insight into what, 30 days? I'm
0: excited for the next month. It's really, really interesting for me because working in a radio station, when we're in the office, we'd have the radio pumping out around Mm -hmm. the office. Massive open plan office as well. And believe it or not, a radio station is filled with extroverts. So (laughs) it can be quite noisy and chaotic. And it's, it's loads of fun and it's great. But there are some times when you have actually got work to do and you need to concentrate and focus and sometimes that noise and that energy can be quite exhausting especially for an introvert like me so what I quite often used to do is they're actually stuck at work I haven't got them my noise cancelling headphones that are brilliant and the sound quality of them and everything is just epic I put these on and quite often I used to put like yoga music on you know the sort of thing that you hear in a spa or something like the pump pipes and waves and I would put something like that on so no lyrics just really really calming or if I'm feeling really really stressed I have one song and again when when you put it on with these headphones because it just knocks out all the other noise and you're just focused on this one song I'd just drift off and it would just kind of really calm me down and bring me down so I'm really looking forward to sharing with everyone that on our playlist.
1: I am excited this is going to be between the two of us it's going to be eclectic but it's just going to be be a real insight, and hopefully, spur us both on to create something productive.
0: Yes, I do feel like because I have the radio on all the time, I don't always listen to my music quite as much. Right, and I would like to sort of delve back into some of that. I think, and listening to albums, like full albums, I really enjoy doing that. And
1: yes, we've talked about this, haven't we? Yeah, how it should be, how it was made listen to exactly
0: but when you've got spotify and you've got the world's music at your fingertips sometimes it can be so hard to decide what you want to listen to
1: but hopefully we can like you say it's always good to share with friends and, and we are keen to share with anyone that will listen just a few little tastes and don't pigeonhole us be prepared to expect the unexpected
0: exactly well, this is quite a long episode, Andy, I feel. Yeah.
1: So I think it's time that I tell you where people can actually find that musical content in the weeks ahead. Yes. And that would be at Podcrestpod on Insta. It's at Pod on Twitter. And if you want to email us and feel free to send us any musical tastes and songs that help you power through your day to contactPodcrastination at gmail.com.
0: Great. I look forward to hearing people's power playlists.
1: Love it. We will all be productive by the end of this.
0: Yes, either that or we'll be having a great rave around our own respective living rooms.
1: Amazing. That sort of silent disco approach.
0: Oh, there'll be nothing silent about my disco.
1: No. Still I, got,
0: met, I met the the girl that's moved in below me the other day. I
1: was just about to ask. Still got no neighbors below, but yeah, no,
0: no, we have a new a new neighbor below, and I did say I'm really sorry if I'm noisy. And she was like, "Oh no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine." And I'm like, "You can tell me if it's not."
1: So she's the recipient of you doing yoga and hit and whatever at seven in the morning.
0: Yes, she is. Yes.
1: Fine. So whether she likes it or not, she's going to be productive too. <laughs>
0: well she'll definitely have an alarm clock that's for sure
1: well i will leave you to keep her on the straight and narrow and lizzie it's been a pleasure and i will see you next tuesday
0: i'll see you next tuesday andy
1: Bye. Bye. bye